Generally, if I can't be true to the creator's intention and spirit, I will probably shy away from working on a character. Darwin Cook. Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman, bitch. This is Bat Force Radio. Back to Bat Force Radio. So who we got at the round table tonight? Just a bunch of trunklers in the building. Bat Force time coming from California. Duh, Rubble Rich. Duh, Grandpa Batman. <laughs> Trunkler from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Robin from uh, up there in uh, Canada. That was a good one. That was probably one of Robin's best, actually. (laughs) This is the worst. (laughs) Damn, from Chicago, eh? Now he's throwing it on thick, though. (laughs) Scott, what do you think of these Trunkler uh, impressions? Are they accurate? Fantastic. I agree. <laughs> well, Even we, though we're messing around, it's kind of been a uh, it's it's been a pretty depressing week, right? Yeah, we um well first and foremost we should uh, um send our condolences and full respect out to the family and friends of the DC Comics legend Darwin Cook, who recently passed away due to um, cancer. It's been a very rough week for anyone who's familiar with his work because he's one of those rare guys that is just undeniably good when it comes to storytelling and, of course, his artwork. Um, and recently, he's just been all over the place. Obviously, if anyone, if, if you're a comic book reader and have never read um, The New Frontier by Darwin Cook, then you really should get on top of that because that is just one of the staples in DC Comics mythos at this point in time for artwork and storytelling and he um, through his visual style pretty much just reminds us why the Justice League is pretty much the greatest ensemble of characters ever in the history of of comic books and he's done Batman Ego Um, he's done my one of my personal favorites is he's he was the one who produced the intro for the Batman Beyond animated series which just just go YouTube that right now it's just one of the most excellent deconstructed visual forms of comic book animation you'll ever see on screen and uh he was uh recently given the privilege to illustrate the cover for bat the batman golden age omnibus which collects where it all started batman number 27 from back in 1939 and so on and so forth i think it's like six to eight hundred pages or something like that i got it on the shelf over here so that was a great honor to be able to do the cover for that long-awaited hardcover for all really hardcore Batman fans. Um, the whole community of writers and artists from all sides of the board have just been um, 
you know, just talking about him and sharing stories, great stories on how he was just this very rare talent that we lost in um, DC Comics. So we just want to spend a little time and just chat about him. Uh, sometime in the near future, we're going to cover uh, The New Frontier by Darwin Cook. So that'll be a good episode. The very uh, dense episode to go through. Very fun. So um, The biggest thing that was surprising is... Um there was no news that he was well no one aside maybe from his close friends and family had any idea that he was suffering from cancer battling cancer and i think the announcement was made on i want to say like a thursday or a friday it that, was you on know, the 13th and then the 14th friday. he died mm. was it was it only a day yeah yeah wow yeah yeah so i think the news came out on the friday and then by Saturday afternoon or evening, he was gone, which is insane because, number one, I think that um, I think he was someone that I think people took for granted. I know I did. I didn't really um, I didn't really take into consideration that he'd ever be gone. You know, he's it. And he, he's like you were saying, he's his artwork is very distinctive. Um, the only other person that's as well known or, or better known that has a similar style could be maybe seen like Bruce Tim, mm, yeah. you know, had that kind of, um, Michael kind Alvarez. Of like, yeah. Like that kind of throwback, um, noir kind of feel to his artwork. Yeah. Very, and, very cartoony and very, uh, golden age. Well, well he embodied everything that the great North American cartoonist does when it comes to, uh, this art form. But he, just like Bruce Tim, he applied it to the comedy yeah. genre so well That's, that, yeah. Cartoonist that, is like a great way to describe it. One thing yeah, that was very distinctive right. about his style was that his his characters and his heroes seem to always be smiling. Yeah. Mm. He yeah. even has Batman smiling. Who does <laughs> that? It's like that golden age feel. But he, you know? and he yeah, that gold that old golden age wartime feel that, you know, that it, it, the great thing about Darwin Cook was all of his work, it, every piece of it was just filled with this optimism. It's what you think about when you think about superheroes. And uh, he just he was just able to capture all that. But he also understood design. I'm not sure what issue number it was for the New 52 where Darwin Cook was doing all those variant covers. But let me tell you, he's probably the only guy who would actually who could make me buy a new uh, that tweeny New 52 Batgirl comic just for the cover because he just knew how to do covers with her on the motorcycle or. Batman yeah. or Superman shooting out of the dude. Uh, like I said the other day, even his Batwing covers are are sick as hell, dude. They're good. And yeah. What, and Tom, what about the uh, Batman Beyond short he did? Um, the I mean that's awesome. I think that uh, the we posted uh, we posted I think uh, just a clip of it the other day, and I think that people freaked out about it. Right? People freaked about. Uh, yeah. 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 People people thought it was like a real episode. People wanted to see a full episode of it. Um, they didn't know that it wasn't Bruce Tim. Everyone assumed that it was, and right. that was the biggest thing is that we posted it, and people are like, "Is this a real episode? Is this a full e like what episode is this? This is amazing." And it really does make you want, "Holy shit! I wish this was an actual episode. Holy shit! I wish mm -hmm. you know this concept is cool." At the very end, it's so badass to see all the different types of Batman. There's um, there's the Golden Age. There's the first appearance. There's the Adam that? West. Adam West, yeah. Dude, that Adam West is so badass, man. <laughs> Yeah, like the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, so I think it's it was just a really simple concept that him and a couple of their other artists did for the Batman seventy five thing, and um, it's something that it's just, it was just like a little nod to the character, a little nod to like a different part of the of the mythology, 
and uh, people went nuts, man. Like, I want to say we got it got like seventy five thousand. Like, no way, seriously. Views. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So people went nuts over it, and uh, the the overwhelming re- reaction was, if this isn't a full episode, it should be. You know. Yeah. And don't forget, also Darwin Cook was also the one who designed the modern day Catwoman suit that we all know. Mm. You know, so that's huge as well because that that is really iconic for her at this point in time and has stood around ever since the um, the purple suit. So the brew baker went on and on and on. He tweeted one after another how much that guy meant to him. Yeah, I think Frank Lear too as well was yeah, really. I, he he I, was I saw, generally yeah, I, I upset. Saw a lot of people do it. Yeah. A lot of times you don't know the impact that a creator has until something happens that causes everyone to be speaking about them. Mm. and yeah. i've seen a lot of other creators talk about how instrumental he was in putting them where they are now uh guys that said you know i i saw someone say that they were a marvel guy until they read new frontier and that brought them over to dc and that's where they've been ever since right uh, i saw um uh his name's chris robertson he created iZombie and Darwin Cook did a uh, variant for him for issue one and he said someone just this weekend brought it to him to get signed and he said he got choked up yeah just uh, a ton of obvious I think that's that was something too like the overwhelming outpour from all the creators talking about how influential he was to them or how much they loved him and um, what I thought was awesome was Tom King actually posted a picture of an original Darwin Cook piece on his wall like you know this is one of the things that he considers to be you know wall of fame worthy and um, it was just awesome to see that all the creators came out and kind of both Marvel and DC um, both came out and kind of uh, gave their you know they, they shared their thoughts and they shared their memories one of the things that I thought was really funny which kind of gave more insight into who Scott Snyder probably is it's so dude it's so weird because Tom King mentioned this um, now, now Snyder mentioned something about it similar to himself. Um, and then in some of the other interviews that you've seen, you can kind of see his Snyder being kind of like a, you know, a, a hot, you know, a hothead kind of here and there. But he tweeted a picture of him and Darwin Cook, like at a bar. And it says like this picture was taken after I had gotten pissed off at something he said to me at dinner. And so he came over to kind of like, look, you know, this is what I meant when I said that. And it, it number one, it's cool because it shows like the interactions between creators but it also showed that, like, man, Scott Snyder gets pissed off a lot. Actually, like, he... what he said was uh, Darwin said, look, man, you can punch me in the face if you want. Let me just finish my drink yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just it, it's funny that uh, you just kind of see um, that they're really genuine to each other and like they're actually friends. And, you know, um, they interact with each other, not just as, as coworkers, but as kind of like friends, you know. So and he was he was like beloved by many, many people. So it's just sad, you know. It's sad that it came out so quick and then it happened so quick, and no one had really time to kind of um, brace for it. And then everyone's just kind of forced to kind of deal and grieve, you know. He's been pretty busy as of late. I mean, I don't know, but yeah. maybe, maybe people, maybe this was known about with certain people in the industry, and you know, he was he had more gateways to put out more of his work. I, I mean, I, I'm I don't know. I I have no idea, but no, but he yeah. had his art book, like the the art of Darwin Cook. He had the omnibus cover. He had the um, the variants. You know, he was just. I, I, he seemed very yeah. busy in his life. He was even at the Baltimore Comic Con last year. So it doesn't seem like he was really slowing down. So that maybe 
maybe that maybe that speaks to maybe he didn't maybe no one knew maybe he didn't know that that he had had it or it was just a shock i mean once we heard about the care he was going into like our friend Lynch, the Lego Batman, said because he works in the medical field, he said once you go into that kind of care, then yeah, it really uh, it's just a nice way of saying hospice, isn't it? It was really yep, uh, exactly just heart, it's just heartbreaking. I was I kept thinking they I make was, you comfortable. It's not. My, I asked my wife too because she's a nurse, and I said, "What does that mean? What does palliative care mean?" And she says, "It's more comfort than it is um, than it is like continuous care. It, it's you're not trying to save. You're not trying to." figure out you're just trying to make comfortable it's like right. fuck and it's tough because he because he really is a rare talent nobody drew like he did it's just, yeah you're you're not gonna see i mean no one's really drawing like that right now no and no one's able all. to pull that off either in comics at least right his art and writing was because i was reading new frontier and it just felt wholesome you know like um, good word for it like, uh, like the, the art was like nostalgic, but um, I mean, it was just like wholesome, like family kind of feel felt feelings toward yeah, the, almost like old um, school, right? Mid-century yeah, 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 when yeah. people give a shit about yeah, things. Uh, it, it it feel it feels timeless, you know. Yeah, you, you could tell someone that it came out in any decade, right. and they would believe it. And I just yeah, like the word I always like to just, to use to describe his work is just there's just optimism. In it. You see these guys, you see Wonder Woman smiling or a Sunday newspaper. You know the yeah, the, yeah, the, the comics the old that, funnies, yeah. like the old like like the old Dick Tracy comics. Yeah, comics. you know what was cool as hell about uh, Darwin is, I think it was it was probably maybe five six months ago. He did like twenty three covers for DC. I think it was maybe on issue forty five or whatnot. Yeah, he oh that's what I was asking earlier. Yeah, he um there was so many there was the one with Catwoman jumping in the sky at night and like the jewels were f- falling from her side. Oh, oh that one's awesome. Yeah, and there was um my favorite at this point is when Bruce is in Wayne Manor and he's sleeping but he still has the bat suit on without the cow and like Alfred's laying a blanket over him and like yeah, the sun's yeah. setting outside and I'm like Man, he just nailed it. Oh, just so many good ones. What about all the all dude? The, the one with all the villains and shit—that's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. the uh, uh, the variant for Batman. Batman thirty-seven, I think it is. Okay, I'm just flipping through them right now, and uh, at the Batman and Robin one. Oh, by the, with the Batmobile, uh, yeah, that's amazing. Batmobile and Robin's kind of throwing like looks like smoke grenades or something, it's, and it's funny because when they announced that that month was going to be the Darwin Cook variant month, like everybody lost their. F- freaking minds man they were yeah like, oh, you know that was a big deal they were really excited about all the darwin cook variant covers and, and it's no surprise when you could see you know see the great work you put out we, we had a packaged set of all of those variants that was at the shop and well we'd put together a few sets at the time that they all came out and uh someone picked up just days before it happened someone picked up the last set oh wow and uh since then since it happened we've had probably a dozen people that I've seen come in asking, hey, did, did you st- do you still have that set of the Darwin Cook variants? I mean, I think Trunks, too, were lucky enough to get that uh, the, the Gods and Monsters variant he did. Yep. A, a, a signed copies of those, and uh, I love that one that he did. <laughs> that, that, that's probably the darkest one he's ever done, actually. There's a lot of blood. Yeah, it actually has blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, but there's also the other quote, I think it was for Batman when, Oh, it's such a good one when Batman and Superman, like Superman's wiping sweat off oh, his yeah. forehead and Batman's <laughs> yeah. smiling because they just defused the bomb or something. And yeah, it's one like second, one, yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> That's so, I mean, like, like Superman cares. It's going to blow up and he's not even going to hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It was green. I don't know if that has to do anything with kryptonite. Oh, or okay. So, but there's a lot of C4. I mean, it's, it's funny because Batman's like, you pussy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what I hate seeing is when we lose one of these icons and then all the the trolls start hopping on eBay and trying to sell you know, fake merchandise or fake sketches and stuff like that. I mean, and some of the artists and, and writers from DC or, or friends that actually knew him have had to put out warnings saying, this is not the real stuff. So warning Frank to Vella did yeah. the other day. Yeah. I, warning yeah, to yeah, listeners yeah, out yeah, there. Frank Avila called someone out. Really? Yeah. What, wait, what was this about? Someone was selling fake what? Fake con yeah, sketches. Uh, they, they had a link oh, up to, shit. yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, at least, you know, there's, there's a lot more fans out there as well like dedicated fans all over social media trying to uh be on top of this shit just like frank frank avila was that's pretty cool that he called them out and you know i know we've called out guys on e on ebay trying to flip like toys and shit like that you know so the legacy of darwin cook i think is always going to be uh you know with all of us as we enjoy batman and what he's done for batman and the justice league in dc and he even did uh the uh, master race variant didn't he that's mm -hmm. really, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. That's where and, uh, he's like standing uh, in a mud pit. Yeah. Yeah, he did it for the Grand Crackers in uh, Chicago. Was that really it? Oddly enough, this week that uh, that variant came into shops uh, through the black Diamond. and white one. Uh, uh, no, the the color one came this week, and the black and white is coming next week. Okay. So eventually all those variants have been coming through previews and uh, it, it just happened that this week uh, Darwin's came. Yeah, man, to Darwin Cook, his work will live on through all of us and the fans and all that. Um, good evening. Alfred Thaddeus Crane Pennyworth here, imploring you to listen to Bat Force Radio. It's what I always do when Master Bruce is out late on patrol. Cup of tea, warm fire, and Bat Force Radio. Cheers. Um, hey, if you guys want to pick up that uh, Darwin Cook variant for DK3, the uh, comic book store is called Graham Crackers Comic Books. Mm. And like the, the website's just GrahamCrackers.com. Uh, that's, that's, that's home in the trunkler, man. Yeah. Trunkler. My home to him. You serious? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shit, man, Oops, go pick it's up. It's a chain, right, Scott? Yeah, uh, they, yeah, they, I go there. Get Scott, get you, my need to, you need to go there yeah. and tell them who the f*** you be. DC came out with a new logo. What was it, yesterday? Yeah. So DC's yeah. new logo revealed the other day. I mean, what do you guys think? Pandemonium. Who wants to describe like it, it, first of all? Who's gonna just, who wants to describe it, what it looks it like? It says D and C. Yeah, okay, here you go. That's it. It doesn't look like a... Pillowy, scratch and sniff sticker anymore. <laughs> it's actually a D and a C. You know, Old, blue, you know, distinct, classic, classic retro, yeah. you know. Sean Murphy said the old logo looked like it was something for an office supply company. I <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't Well, I mean, I like if, you, if you think about it, if, you know, scratch in marketing, you want something that's just super easy, recognizable. And if that if that logo were on a T-shirt and some person were 30 feet away from you walking towards mm. you and you saw it, you couldn't tell what yeah. it was. Mm. Now mm. with this new logo, you would see 
DC. And you'd be like, oh, DC Comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's... Love it. It has that old yeah. retro circle stamp. Someone DC actually asked, what, what's this logo? It's Costanza. <laughs> Costanza. Um, I, I thought way Dustin Nguyen put it best. He said... Uh, he wasn't. He didn't hate the old logos, but this one just is nice. And it says it's th- this one is like a brand that you, like like it's a recognizable brand that you can wear as a shirt. Yeah, it looks yeah, good. He said, yeah. Uh, brand yeah. Wearab- wearability. Yeah. Was the, uh, <laughs> I'd rather use. Yeah. So the is only- this brand? Is this logo going to go on all the new number ones? Because the- from Rebirth on everything no, the- from Rebirth on. Right, yeah. yeah. No, because it's they funny. were showing the we rebirth issues. Had the the logo. Logo. We, we had already seen the logo, I think, on some of the promotional material, hadn't we? Yeah, but I don't think they've been printed off yet, though. Did we? Oh, well, maybe. Uh, I, love like, it. I mean, it might just be mock ups, but uh, anyhow, um, the only thing that, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen any, but P- Rich, Rich said that people are going crazy. I've only seen anything but, but positive responses from the people that matter, like I said earlier. All the, the creators themselves i mean obviously they're gonna it's their company so they're not gonna bad mouth it but <laughs> people are being open with the fact that the other one didn't really they didn't do anything for them Mm-mm. um but i think that this one looks cool man it's simple it's Classic. it's recognizable yeah, yeah it's nice. it, it kind of throws back a little bit to some of the older ones mm. and uh i like it but i haven't heard has anyone been bitching about it have you guys seen the event just the kids just the internet just fans just, just uh, like kids. Mark, Mark Millar tweeted about it that that he really loves the new logo and he hates yeah. everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he well, does. he's British. That guy bitches Including a lot. America, 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 man. It look, 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 look care package. It look real good on a t-shirt, Mal Rocket. Fucking yeah, Blue's Batman my favorite two color. Taste, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. That does some stuff, DC. Yo, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm loving. It. It's gonna look really good on the books. You know, different colors yeah. stamped on the book. It's gonna be fun. Looking forward to that. Yeah. So uh, blue, blue font with a white background. I think oh, it's man, like... some barbecue sauce on it, maybe just a spoon. Yeah. Just dip, just dip, <laughs> dip, 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 dip <laughs> it in that. You just take that logo, you just dip it in that barbecue sauce, oh, and then you just kind of, you kind of, you can't take a bite out of it. Not all the time, not the whole thing. You just a little nibble here and there, and you just kind of enjoy it. You let it sit at the roof of your mouth and kind of, you know, just kind of play around all them taste buds. It's going to be nice. Yeah, brisket, boy. Oh, yeah, don't get me started on the brisket, man. We need to have like a cooking episode, not a cooking episode, because no one, who the fuck wants to cook? We should have an eating episode where we just eat and we talk about what we ate. That man related or not, man, you could have been eating it in New York, or man, you could have been somewhere nearby where someone sent a letter from New York. No matter. Rich was talking about reading Darwin Cook this week, and he's like, "Well, I've been reading cookbooks all weekend." I'm like, "Oh yeah, man, what you got? Japanese, little Italian, man. What's going on, boy? What you cooking up? Got continental, man. Got got Asian and Asian fusion. Got some Tex Mex in there too, man. It's delicious. That's why." Gramps, uh, the gallery, the Dark Knight Returns gallery edition came out this week, today. And Gramps posted a picture of it it's still inside, like, the shipper, like the cardboard shipper. And uh, he put, what could it be? What's in, oh, you put, what's in the box? And then, <laughs> what did you put? I put mower. Is it a mower? Is it a mower? And then Shags put, is it a flat, I have something flat, something dildo. And then I said, is it a cookbook? Or is it barbecue cookbooks? <laughs> It would have been nice if it was all all of those. (laughs) It probably costs more than all those put together, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's up there. Well, depends what kind of. Did did you crack it open? Did you crack yours open yet, Gramps? I've got it right here. Yeah, we'll get. Grandpa Batman is doing the unboxing of the gallery edition 
Have for, you opened it yet, Gramps? Are you doing it right now? Large brown cardboard, you know, boxer. But what I love is that on the front is this white and black sticker that it has the classic image of Batman and Carrie Kelly Robin jumping mm-hmm. across. It's got mm-hmm. Batman, The Dark Knight Returns. Go on. And let's do this. What, let's so, wait, wait, so describe what you're doing right now, Gramps. Unhinging the boxer top. What are you wearing? I'm wearing <laughs> nothing but a smile. <laughs> so any, anyone who doesn't know what this gallery edition is, this is a 20-inch <clears throat> tall hardcover edition of The Dark Knight Returns, and most of the pages in it are scanned from the original blue line art boards by Frank Miller and Klaus Jansen. So it's going on? giant. Uh, I'm having a heart attack. He's dying. <laughs> yeah, he's, or, he's or just he's, got his open. Damn it. Yeah. Or he's blowing a gram slow. <laughs> <laughs> it's all dust. Dry muck. Boy. Man, I gotta pull the trigger on that motherfucker, man. Shit, man. Gramps, I what are you looking at right now? Oh my god. Describe it. Right? It's the front cover. I mean, this is so fucking awesome. You know, dude, you're going to spend the whole night going through every page of it because you can see so much more detail oh at this God. size than you can see in the traditional books. You know, you well, know these are these pages are the size of, you know, the actual pages that they yeah. draw. On. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. the blue line art. That's crazy. But you know how Which, so, how I explained to someone is when I got my <sighs> Kelly Jones Gallery Edition. The best way I could explain it is when every page feels like a poster. Yes, but, you a know, print. Yeah. Instead of print. Yeah. So. It's oh my god. Different experience. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a, you spoiled with that experience. You know, it's just. And this this is and I correct me if I'm wrong. This one's a little bit different than than some of the other gallery editions. I haven't seen a gallery edition which includes the um, the separate ink work too, where you can flip through that. Yeah, this has uh, probably uh, 12 to 20 uh, acetate pages through it, wow. where uh, you'll, you'll have the page as it appeared in the published book, uh, or rather the page as it appeared before it was published, uh, like with Klaus's inks, mm-hmm. and then there's an acetate page that goes over top of it, and it will cover one or two of the panels, and have a note that says, these are the panels that Frank re-inked. Wow. So it's kind of like so uh, yeah, like 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 a layered like a layered version of the same image. Well, yeah, that's exactly. how they used to do like um, you know before digital coloring and, and digital art. That's how they used to do a lot of uh, you know shadows and and almost like making like three D effects like snow and stuff like that. They would draw the base picture, then they had to have that clear acetate page like what Robin was describing, and they would draw their separate you know, picture and just layered on top of each other. It's badass, man. Some good <sighs> shit right there. So, Gramps, uh, describe Plastics some more. Coming off. That. <laughs> oh, my God. This thing is heavy. Mm. This thing is, I don't, I don't know how much you think this weighs. Probably a good seven or eight pounds? Five pounds. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe five the, to seven uh, pounds-ish. What's the retail cover price on that bad boy? 175 And it's worth every yes. fucking penny. Oh, so, <laughs> opening the first page, and the interior cover is the origin story where uh, Martha and Thomas Wayne are getting shot, and Bruce Wayne is getting having flashbacks. So that's the first flyleaf page in the interior cover. It's in a like a dark black and matted gray look. 
Oh my god. What, uh, and over what at of... the right side, over at the right side, there is a history of DC logos. Funny that we were just talking That's about cool. them. Yeah. Uh, aside from the acetate pages, there's a lot of extra artwork uh, right at the back, as well as a uh, almost like a like a centerfold poster. Uh, it just Damn. folds out, and it's a, a, a double page, and it's uh, two sides. Uh, I'm you so fucking mad my shop didn't get it this week. The first thing I noticed is, is that you can see the whiteout that was... Yeah, that, oh, that's yeah, even on like, the front cover. You can see uh, a couple spots of whiteout, you know, where they had... Uh, where Frank or Klaus had been fixing the artwork. Now, uh, hopefully Gramps has gotten to this point yet, and I'm not spoiling it for him. The first acetate page that you get oh. is the cover for issue one. So first you have the acetate page that is Frank's rough design for, for the cover of the first issue. And then it's layered over top of the final product. Holy shit. Dude, I'm, I'm about to cry, man. This is so badass. Because I've always wanted to see what his original drawing was like. Frank's? I mean, this, this answers so many questions. This is like a peeking behind the curtain of the great Oz and seeing all the, the mystery and, and technique and talent that it took to put this book together. It's like a fat guy there's losing a lot of weight and seeing so, his dick. <laughs> it's close, Jess. There's There's so much ahead of you, man. <laughs> I, I was uh, going through mine until about 3 a.m. last night. That's irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, it was. You got children. <laughs> you had work today. <laughs> oh my! I, I, I'm going to call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> For anyone out there, yeah, if you can get a copy of this, it's well worth it. And it, it's such an investment. Just because sell, Just sell your car and... You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that came out. It's funny because like so, you know the like the sound effects like the crash and whoop and all that stuff. It looks like they literally cut those out and taped them to the page. <laughs> yeah, some Yo. some of the talking head pages at the beginning there, it looks it looks like either he had painted over them completely and restarted or that he cut out a piece of paper in that shape and just glued it over top and redid that. He did. Frank was talking about that with him and Klaus about how they were copying and pasting all this shit and putting it together and, and how much work it took. It was a lot you of know work. How, much, how long that must have taken back in the day to do shit like that? back then was so different that you, it was yeah. so manual that, yeah. But they, mm. they made... I wonder if going back, if they realized what they were producing <laughs> you know if they re realized that this is when it was going to be one of the best tales ever told in comic book history you know but well, now you can see the process which is pretty cool in the gallery edition actually and what what i think i remember reading from an old interview is like you know the first one the first book or two they had pretty much extended deadlines and and they could spend a lot of time doing it but then it started selling mm. rapidly and their deadlines were squeezed, and they wanted it out quicker. So books three and four, I, I always looked at those as like they kind of looked a little rushed compared to books one and two. If this is the size of the page that they're drawing on, it's no wonder that these artists, it will literally take them a 10 to 12-hour day to do one page. And some of the pages are not scanned from original work because apparently – he either gave those or, or sold those off already. Like yeah, the, yeah, the big splash page from you know the first splash page where he's jumping down. 
I think that page alone sold for, you know, fifty thousand dollars or something like that. He sold it himself. No, it was an auction house here in Dallas. Mm. I think uh, I think Chip Kid owns one of his pages, and Chip Kid was telling a story about how he waited in line for hours in like the late eighties for Frank Damn. Miller. Frank Miller was that big back then. <laughs> yeah, here's what I'm talking about: like the instructions written on the page. So this is the page where Batman's on the on the tower with the gun. And he's waiting on the two helicopters. And at the bottom of the page, it says, it says, Klaus, this scene starts at sunset plus turns to night. See silhouettes later on. Leave skies blank. So he's telling him how he wants it inked and kind of where to put the shadows on the face in the buildings. Like, Klaus, pick me up mm. two bags of coke. <laughs> and a Starbucks, please. <laughs> Seeing at the bottom of some of the pages, uh, just... When I guess when they finished the work on it, they signed the page. Yeah, they so signed it's just the cool page. seeing their signatures at the bottom. They must have sold that off to somebody. Good people of Gotham, this is Bat Force Tom's wife. Thank you for listening to Bat Force Radio. Now will you take the trash out? Fine, God, do it now. A lot of things circulating about a yes. possible Harley Quinn movie. <clears throat> yeah, that is one one aspect about uh, the DC uh, cinematic universe that's coming out. Uh, this week, it was mentioned that there's a big rumor that probably is has a lot of uh, has a lot of truth behind it. Where they're saying that um, they're trying to develop a Harley Quinn movie with Margot Robbie as as a star, and that it'll also incorporate the Birds of Prey and possibly other other female villains. Um, so, I mean, and the ones that she interacts with the most are Catwoman and Poison Ivy. Um, that might be a possibility of seeing a new poison, a new Catwoman and Poison Ivy coming to that, the that DCU. Would, that would make so much sense for so many on so many levels. But one, <clears throat> DC has such a strong female game in its universe that it's ridiculous. Like they have so many great characters that they could work with, you know. And that's not that only just one. Yeah. It's not even. Can, we're not even talking about Wonder Woman, which is about no. to blow up. We're talking about. You know, possibly, who knows, Zatanna, um, Magpie, Harley Quinn, Sirens, Ivy, maybe Talia, fucking uh, Batgirl, you know. Yeah, I I think if you think about the possibility of like Birds of Prey versus uh, the Sirens, that would be fucking awesome. Like, you know, I don't know if it would be Barbara Gordon or Oracle, whatever version of Oracle, Barbara Gordon or Batgirl they would use. But her. They can use Huntress. Huntress, that's what I meant. Mm. Huntress, her um, versus you know Harley, Ivy, Cat. That would just be the shit, dude. In that in that movie, show some sort of <laughs> origins or whatnot. Here we go. Who's going to say something else? Yeah, I, I know what Bat was going to say. I know what Tom was going to say. You know, Jesus Christ, more character development. You know that people are bitching about. You know, with this Harley movie, but. Well, the whole thing with the Harley is we're we're gonna get her origin in suicides. As not quick a lot of people, are, not a lot of people know who Huntress is. You know, the birds of prey or whatnot. I could see that. I could see them. I could see them doing like a Huntress, um, a Huntress origin. That'd be cool to set it up. I could see them doing even possibly. I don't know. Maybe an Ivy origin. Who knows? But, <laughs> uh, know, the point I- being is, I don't think they need to waste too much time with with Harley because um, she's so. She's already, I mean, if you just, if you, uh, without a trailer right now, if you just put a Harley movie with Margot Robbie starring in the theater, that movie would make 
A hundred fucking thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, a hundred dollars. That's the first fucking day. That's not a lot. What, what is it? Uh, you mean a hundred million? A hundred million. That's what I meant. My bad. A hundred thousand. movie would make ten bucks. A hundred thousand dollars. Dr. Evil. But if you don't, my point is, if you don't put a fucking trailer or anything behind it, all it is is, hey, there's a Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn movie. Who the fuck wouldn't go see that? Sight unseen. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily need to to tantalize people with too much backstory because they're already going to go want to see it. What was the and story with um her? Like she, uh, once she got the role, from, she really looked into it and she just. From what I was reading is um they were talking about when she got the role, she just went nuts. She bought everything Harley Quinn that she could get to read. And then after that, she actually has the story pitched to Warner Brothers. Right. So she mm. really that loves, she came up with. She's really taking this seriously. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I, I love seeing that or reading that, dude. That's awesome. I think I think Gal Gadot's the same way. I think she's really just embraced Wonder Woman in the same way, like just totally yeah. on board with it and totally embracing everything about the character. So uh yeah. It's something that you don't you didn't see maybe 10 years ago where you get this role an actor would get this role and they would they wouldn't really bother like reading too far into it they would just oh this is my it's another role another gig you know i'm gonna play it this way and play it that way now these actors like there's pictures there's multiple pictures on the internet of these actors looking for these storylines going into a comic shop asking hey i need to research this role right yeah you know? john bernthal for uh, punisher <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a bunch of pictures of him doing that. Yeah, there's and he and, that the picture that you guys threw in kick that was actually him at the comic shop in Los Feliz off of um, what is that Sunset Boulevard, which my buddies live like right by there. And I I I'll ne I forget the name of the comic shop, but it's right next to Vacation Records right there on Sunset for anybody that knows the area. And so he must live around the area, and he must have been down there in the area, and he popped in and he got a couple Punisher books. Well, I'm glad he Which, didn't go to that other shitty comic book store on Sunset. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just proves he knows his shit. Then, yeah, <laughs> true. Um, what I love seeing is that, like, like you guys said, these actors are embracing the roles because I hate when like actors are be like, oh, I really don't want to do another, you know, Captain America or Iron Man movie. You know, I, I want to move past it. And I was like, really? Because this is like the best thing you've done. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know yeah. what? I, I also Pretty feel much. that DC has a lot more compelling characters. I think there's just so much depth in history with all of them that's pumped into them that people want these roles. People seek out these roles. I even heard a pretty credible rumor that like Matthew McConaughey was seek, trying to seek out a a role somewhere in the in the oh, DC universe to be somebody. Booster Gold? A big name. <laughs> He'd be a good booster. <laughs> oh, wait. He's a that's dude. Another, another, all right, they're all making, right, all right. are <laughs> making, know? Greg Berlanti is producing a Booster Gold movie. That's happening. That's like, that's confirmed. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't know who Booster Gold is, you can get out. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that they're starting to use some of these characters in the TV uh, shows. To show them off, and then they're killing them off, so people know who they are. Because mm. Black Canary died, Huntress is gone. Um, from what I read, that Deathstroke the same way. That mm. guy has not been back. To kind of like make way for the 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 movie universe. Yes. Mm. 
But yeah, you know, okay, and and kind of on that same note, you know, about universes, this and that, and changes in the DCU and all this shit. Something that is another. I think this one has probably more truth than most of them. Uh, another thing is that Jeff Johns is now taking the reins as one half of the um, DC Cinematic Universe chair, basically making sure that everything is rolling out a certain way with a certain kind of feel. Because love it or not, I mean, we loved it, we liked it, but there was a lot of backlash with Batman vs Superman and um, a lot of questions on, you know, what direction it would take and where is this going to go and is Zack Snyder still in charge? Well, it sounds like. He's losing a little bit of control, and they're giving it to who's the other guy? He's a producer that's producing. Yeah, he produced Batman member Superman. He's producing Suicide Squad. He's in Justice. So he's producing fucking all these movies. He's from Warner but, Brothers. Yeah, he's yeah. he's the Warner Brothers he, picture he's, side. He's the WB guy that uh, yeah. answers to WB, and Jeff Johns is the guy that will be you know answering to someone at DC. Yeah, and what's amazing that we've been saying for so fucking long, we've been joking and just playing. Man, just give everything to Jeff Johns. Just make Jeff Johns fucking... As long as Jeff Johns runs it, it's going to be amazing. And Jeff Johns is now fucking doing it. And that I am so excited for that. <clears throat> I, wonder what, uh, I wonder how... I'm sure he's not... Like, I'm sure him and Snyder will be able to get along as well. Because I if think... Any, uh, if, yeah. I think, if anything, Snyder will be like, Hey, I have this idea. And Johns is like, That's cool. Let's make sure it's a fucking awesome story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think he'll, he'll allow... Because Snyder has these ideas and sometimes they're far-fetched. And he's the guy that I think they're putting in the place to kind of mold that idea into something that'll work. Dude, if you iron out all the stuff that Snyder does, it, it's a, it'll be a masterpiece. It's perfect for what he's kind of already started to build hmm. with the whole fucking um, mother box shit and the, uh, you know, the time stream with uh, what's his name? The Flash and um, Steppenwolf, you know, throwing him in there. That's right yeah. up Jeff Johns' fuck. Dude, just imagine what Justice League will be with Jeff Johns in there. Just coming off of Dark Side War, and, and and knowing exactly how to call back to the, you know, the old school stuff, you know, all that, all that Dark Side uh, shit, all the Jack Kirby shit, you know. Um, oh God, it's gonna be so amazing, dude! Because nobody else, nobody else currently knows it as good as Jeff Johns. Yeah. Like, and he's you know, doing that right now with Dark Side War, and it's just like, it, just imagine Dark Side War in a fucking movie, dude. dude you know, it's gonna be man. It's, it's going down. It's fucking yeah, and he's been down. doing. He's been setting it up since before Forever Evil, as far as like um, all these, all this anti-monitor stuff, and oh god, it's gonna be so good, dude. Josh, ugh. if you guys don't know who Jeff Johns is, then punch yourself in the face. You can get Yeah, and, uh, go and buy, go and buy the Dark Knight Gallery Edition, and then go to the top of the building, throw it off the top, run down to the front <laughs> floor, and jump under it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say attach a, a rope to the book in your leg and then throw the book off. Dive into an empty pool. <laughs> I'll just snap your ankle. You won't die. It'll just be really uncomfortable. <laughs> your, your foot will rip off. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but rewinding all the way back to the whole thing, starting with uh, the Harley Quinn movie in general, or a Harley Quinn speared possible Birds of Prey-ish movie. Um, mm -hmm. oh, sounds good all movie. around. Maybe eventually we might even get a Zatanna. Who knows? Ooh, shit, yeah. man. Well, think about that, dude. Who would you have cast as Zatanna? Um, Misty Lee, uh, wife of Paul Dini. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number one, but you guys can well, go ahead and say whatever you want. What about Megan Fox? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's negative. Megan oh. Fox looks like someone... Who got like uh, plastic surgery to look more like Megan Fox now? 
<laughs> That's what Megan Fox looks like to me. Who's a who's a who's a hot brunette that isn't too big right now, but could be an awesome Zatanna? It's maybe one of the chicks from oh, The Walking Dead. I hate Dead. to say it, she's overused, but um, Leslie Tompkins from um. Oh God, no! Put her in anything. Yeah, put her in anything. Put her in everything. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Stress reliever, but it's just, it's very comforting to know that. Uh, Jeff Johns, <laughs> what he does at DC will have direct input and hands-on in the DC DCU and the... everyone who's working on these characters whether it's in film or comics are just top-notch really people take DC seriously they really do they make shit to last and I'm really excited to see everything else. I didn't even know that the woman who's directing Wonder Woman was the same one who directed Monster you guys ever see Monster? Yeah. Yeah, with Charlize Theron. Yeah, dude, that movie, a bunch of weight that, for it. that movie is heavy, man. Like, that woman is good. That's based off of uh, that That chick was from Michigan. <laughs> Rich, Rich is so like, that's much, my friend. Go figure, right? I get it now. Rich used to date her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. <laughs> she calls Rich the so one that got away. Literally, she didn't fucking kill him. Only one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was like the fucking good shit though. It's it's looking good. The DC cinematic universe playing field is in good hands. We gotta talk about uh we gotta talk about uh Return to Arkham. Oh, oh very nice. Yes. We're very excited about yeah, that. Okay. We're, so, I don't like your invisible trailers. They're clearly not legit. Oh my god. I had, I had yeah. to. I literally sent a kid to school today, um, <laughs> who was bitching about that's not that's a fake. First of all, <laughs> he sent him to school with a dunce cap. Yeah, it reminded me he's in school. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, real quick for for people that don't know what we're talking about, they are re-releasing Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum, and Arkham City. City. Um, in the newer, they're basically just upgrading all the um, graphics and. Uh, you know, after you go back and play like Arkham Knight and then you play Arkham Asylum, you really see that they really like filled out everything. They made everything nice and fat and thick um, with a gameplay and all that stuff. So they're kind of basically just up in their game and, and redoing it. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to look awesome. It's going to be another opportunity to kind of replay it. Oh, basically, it's the wait. trade paperback version of the Arkham games. And that's why no, I waited. Sir. No, sir. It's the absolute edition. <laughs> absolute. Oh, that's why I waited. The gallery, the edition. gallery edition. Very excited to play the Paul Dini written Arkham Asylum and Arkham City games for PlayStation 4 now. With all the, Yeah, uh, I don't it, even know why I bought Arkham Knight. Just yeah. whatever. <laughs> Arkham Knight's uh, a good it, game. If you, if you factor in all the DLC, it's pretty solid, man. I'm having yeah. fun playing it right now. I haven't even finished it. it, it I'm, I'm still having fun playing it. And then uh, I had to climb some buildings with the Batmobile, which is, which is weird and cool. I'm still at 54% on Arkham City. Dude, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite part of Arkham Knight is driving around, just blowing the fuck up out of all the tanks and the drones. That's just so much fun. Yeah, yeah clearing the streets. That's just, who's that's playing just right shit. now. I'm filling out my uh, press pass application. Oh. Uh, it sounds like you're trying to get change out of a gumball machine that ate your quarter. Like Kermit the Frog <laughs> on a typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for another episode of Bat Force Radio. Definitely subscribe to Bat Force Radio over on iTunes and or SoundCloud for everything Dark Knight related. Till next time, friends. You, uh, you happy with that purchase? Uh, I'm very pleased. That's the um, kind of I'm, thing that 
I wouldn't give a shit, man. I would I would just flop that on the table table right in front of the wife and be like, so just what? Drop, no, you know what? Just hold it up in the air and just drop it on the motherfucking table. <laughs> on a glass table right through, baby. Just oh, of course God. I want to see their <laughs> but come on. I mean, where there was a family Damn show. Sh- <laughs> oh, my Fuck goodness. Sake, Absolute God. God. Oh, my God. Uh, can we edit that out? Sake. We will be editing what he said out, but I want to get the reaction. Can you just edit out my ears? <laughs> Jesus, Trunkler. Um, everyone can pick up their final check. Um, they'll be be sending it in the mail, and uh, and we, me and Miss Piggy, just want to say we're really, really happy that we did this our way for as long as they allowed us to. And we we hear there's an open slot over at CBS as they got rid of Supergirl. So uh, there's always hope there. We'll see what we can do. And Beaker, don't don't touch that. Don't touch that animal. Get over here. Waka waka. <laughs> Fozzie, you can always lighten up a mood. One of our crew members has uh, full-time work as the trunkler there, so... Always take the emergency release handle out of the inside of the trunk. <laughs> Keep on trunking. Uh, I got something to say to all six of y'all. Stop playing with my name. When you, when, when you, when you say my name, me. put some respect on it. Oh, shit. Respect? <laughs> Like fucking relish on a hot dog. new mustard or Robo You know what? Wow. dog. Scott, I'll put ketchup on your name. Oh. Just stop playing with my name. We don't put ketchup in Chicago. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. Put some extra cheese on a pizza for me. Some chili fat. Scott, you know what? You need to put some thin crust pizza on my plate. Ah. Get the pizza out of here. Ha 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 ha!